Shalom Aleichem, on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 for Talmud. We are recording in Silver Spring, Maryland, and are so glad that you can join us. Kiddushin Lamed Zayin, Kiddushin 37a, pagination is 73, will start from the facing page, three lines from the bottom, the new Mishnah. Kol mitzvah, any mitzvah, she tuluya ba'aretz, that is dependent on the land. It's a land-oriented mitzvah. Eina noeges ela ba'aretz, it only applies in Eretz Yisrael. You'll note that the word aretz is used in two different ways in this phrase. The first time it's used, it's she tuluya ba'aretz, that it's dependent on the land. And the second time it's used, it's ba'aretz, as in Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel. So again, any mitzvah that's dependent on land only applies in the land of Israel. And if it's a mitzvah that's not dependent on land, it will apply both in Eretz Yisrael and outside of Eretz Yisrael. So that's fairly straightforward. A mitzvah that has nothing to do with the land, tefillin, kashrus, etc., is going to apply even out of Eretz Yisrael. Chutz. There is an exception to that initial statement that land mitzvahs only apply in Eretz Yisrael. The exceptions are chutz orla, orla, is different. That's the mitzvah not to eat the fruit of a tree during its first three years. Now, that applies outside of Eretz Yisrael. If you'll wonder why most people are not aware of that mitzvah or exposed to the mitzvah, the answer is because we assume that the general produce that's on the market is not orla produce because a tree during its first three years doesn't produce that much and its fruit-bearing years are many compared to the first three years and therefore the vast majority of fruit that's on the market is not from the three years and if there was a little bit from the first three years of some trees it would be bottle nullified in the multitude of fruit. The concept of Orla, though, does indeed apply. It's applicable outside of Eretz Yisrael, and it applies in a fascinating application when a tree is transplanted and the root ball is so small, the amount of dirt that's with it, it's just transported with the root ball, so then it would not be able to survive on its own, and therefore when it's planted or transplanted, to its new location, it starts again the requirement of three years of waiting because that's as if it's been planted anew. And therefore, if a person purchased a sapling, a fig tree or an apple tree, they could very well have a practical application of the laws of Orla, that the first three years of fruit are prohibited. The Mishnah continues, Vikelayim. 
is another example. For ex- uh, one example of kelayim is planting grain or vegetables next to a grapevine. And Rashi makes a point of telling us ha'orla halacha. The first three years rule, that's halacha Sinai, that's considered a deoraisa. But kelayim is midivre sofrim, is considered rabbinic. In any case, these would apply outside of Eretz Israel. Rabbi Lazar Omar Chadash, Rabbi Lazar says the laws of Chadash also apply outside of Eretz Israel. The laws of Chadash are that grain, in order to be permitted, has to go through the second day of Pesach when, in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, a special carbon would be brought and that would allow use of the new grain. So if you have grain that was already growing before Pesach, that would become permitted through the second day of Pesach observance. Whereas if something was, let's say, planted in the summer, then even though it's harvested and seems to be ready to eat, it's actually, according to the laws of Chadash, not permitted to be eaten until after the second day of Pesach. Now, if this applies outside of Eretz Yisrael, as is being described by Rebbe Lazar, then this restriction would exist for us, uh, where many of the poskim that we relied on the last 200 years were in Europe, now dealing largely in the United States, these laws would apply in the diaspora. A different view has it that Chadash does not apply outside of Eretz Yisrael, which would explain why Chadash in the United States is viewed as a Chumrah a stringency and not considered a mainstream observance. It is important to note that according to the book knowledge, the number of poskim ruling that Chadash applies outside of Eretz Yisrael is significant and explaining why we don't observe it in the United States is understood on some level, perhaps as a limud zechus, as trying to understand an existing custom, even though the book knowledge would not necessarily cause us to easily reach that conclusion that it's not obligatory outside of Eretz Yisrael. Teisvis makes a comment here. What happened to challah? The observance of challah is like a tithe, it's a truma, and it does apply outside of Eretz Yisrael. And Teisvis observes that Chala does not apply by a non-Jew. Mitzvah of Chala is only by a Jew, described in Yeridea Shin Lamid, particularly in Sif Gimel, 
where we have the shutfus, the partnership between a Jew and a non-Jew, and the dough is only obligated in the mitzvah of challah, if, according to the partnership rules, the Jew has enough in this dough to require challah to be taken. So, in a company setting, where they're doing mass production, there's certainly enough to obligate challah. But if it was a non-Jewish-owned factory entirely, then Teisus' point is that that's a mitzvah that does not apply by an akum, by a non-Jew. Teisvis also observes that chala dome yose lechovas haguf. Chala appears to be more of the obligation on a person rather than an obligation based on the land because the obligation of chala begins when you create a dough unlike Truma and Meiser, that is truly land-oriented. And for whatever reason, Chala is an obligation outside of Eretz Yisrael, but is not mentioned in our Mishnah. Yashikoach, thank you for joining.